Hello? Hello? Hey, it's Mark. I dropped out. Oh. Okay. So that's probably why um, Claudia stopped recording. I'm not. I'm actually not sure what's going on. This is Shishi. Are you there, Diane? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, um, I was talking. Okay. I'm sorry. I was talking. I was talking the whole time, and I didn't realize I had my mic on mute. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry, everyone. So let me, uh, let, no me problem. Start, let me start Let's with do this. a do over. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, so okay. So I want to thank everyone for listening on to International Angels Network. And um, so today is August 16, 2019. And of course, you are listening to us live. And our call live calling show is 516-453-9162. And um, you can call us around the world. If you you can also Skype into the show for free. If you go to our blog talk website at blogtalkradio.com. Um, forward slash International Angels Network. So when you see this, the live icon there, you can click the Skype icon there and um, make sure you press 1 for a mini reading if you like to have a uh, reading or if you have a question for uh, our guest or for us today. And um, we'll be in the queue. Just make sure you press 1 in the queue once. If we already screened your calls, Make sure to stay in there. Do not press one because it'll put you back on the bottom of the queue. So, yes. So, thank you all for joining. My name is uh, Claudia Barra. I am the founder of International Angels Network, and my show is on Sundays. And we have today Diane Morgan and Shishi O'Donnell and Shishi's show on Monday. Uh, she's currently on hiatus until October the 7th. But she is here with us today, and Diane Morgan, our Tuesday radio host, is here with us as well to join us. So, hi, Cece and Diane. Hi, everybody. Thank you. So, um, a little bit, I want to talk to uh, a little bit about Mark, um, uh, who he is. Uh, Mark Anthony is the psychic lawyer, also known as the psychic explorer. He is the fourth-generation psychic medium who... Um, communicates with spirit and also is a successful attorney licensed to practice law in Florida. And, um, and also uh, in DC, Washington, DC and uh, before the United States Supreme court, Mark graduated from Mercer law school with honors, which include the study of law at Oxford university in England he has also studied mediumship in England at the Arthur Finley College for the Advance of Psychic Science. He is the best-selling author of Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity. Mark appears nationwide on TV and radio, and he recently appeared on CBS TV show Hit, which is The Doctors, and he is a featured speaker at conferences, expos, and university, which include Brown, Columbia, Harvard, and Yale. In 2019, he is on a nationwide speaking tour, and um, I love to um, welcome him. And his website to contact him is at evidenceofeternity.com. That's www.evidenceofeternity.com. And thank you, Mark, for joining us today. Thank you so much with your patience. Thank thank (laughs) you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
I don't there was like a little glitch there. I'm sorry. Apologize for that. But thank you so much for being with us. And um, so um, you are known as the psychic lawyer. So um, don't most people think that these uh, two professions are kind of kind of like polar opposites? Well, they do, and I can understand why they do, because, you know, being an attorney is a very logical, left-brained type of activity, and people look at uh, being a psychic as an extremely right-brained and ethereal uh, type of profession. But the thing is, they both deal with helping people, and they both revolve upon evidence. And attorneys help people through very difficult things. And even though a lot of people don't like lawyers, let's face it, when you're in trouble, you've been arrested, you've been hit by a car, you're suing somebody, you need a lawyer, okay? And and so that's why lawyers get a bad rap is because you go to them when things are not going well for you. With a psychic medium, you go to, to me so that I can facilitate communication between you and a loved one on the other side to help you through the healing and, and the recovery process from losing a loved one. And both jobs are about evidence. Uh, attorneys have to have evidence to substantiate their case. And as an evidential medium, I have to bring forth pieces of information to guarantee and, and verify that the, the spirits communicating are who they say they are and also the, the, that verification to help you receive messages of love, healing, and resolution. Awesome, awesome. So, um, so um, what have you ever used your abilities as a medium to help your help a client? And also, another question is: have how long have you um, have you always had this as 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 a young child? When has your abilities came to you? Well, why don't we start with the second question first, <laughs> okay? Um, because. When I was about three and a half years old is when this ability started to emerge, um, which is not unusual given my family's uh, history. Both of my parents had psychic and mediumistic abilities, and it runs for generations in the family. So it's an inherited trait, and it's an organic part of who I am. Now, the first question was, have I ever used it to help a client? Well, my ability certainly gives me insights into situations. But um, I've also helped uh, police. Um, they've come to me on a couple different occasions, and also military intelligence to give them insights into finding leads, which can then um, enable the police to secure admissible evidence. The case that I did on the doctors, I did a reading uh, in a cold case, and the information that I gave about broadening the parameter of the DNA test motivated the family to ask the Phoenix police to uh, to do something with the DNA and what the Arizona or what the um, first time in Arizona a new DNA test was used called the familial DNA test and once they instituted that it led to markers which targeted um, the brother of the, of the killer who was in prison and through that DNA led them right to the man who murdered uh, this woman. Oh wow. Wow. Um, Diane, um, did you have a question for for uh, Mark? Uh, yeah. Now you say that you see spirits. So for our audience, would you uh, describe for them what are you, are they just standing around? 
Uh, <laughs> what do they look like? How do you see them? Because <laughs> when you tell I, people I know, you see spirit, they're like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> well, I know. We're, we're all laughing because I know you all see spirits too, and, and it's always a funny question when people ask that. And, you know, when you see a, sh- uh, a movie like The Sixth Sense, you know, or some of these horror movies where spirits are walking around holding their heads in their arms and, mm-hmm. and machetes through them and all that. Well, it's not like that, okay? Um, when they come to me, generally I see them in my mind's eye, but sometimes I can actually see them, like, standing in front of me. And it's kind of like a little mini movie because they move and they'll interact with me and they'll show me all types of information. And generally when a spirit comes through, at least the way it works with me, is initially they will appear how they looked prior to their passing. And and that really makes a lot of sense because they're here to say, hey, this is me. So if let's say you have a, a grandmother that died when she was 90 years old, and if she shows up looking 20 years old, well, you're not going to recognize her because, you know, you remember her being a 90-year-old uh, lady. But during the course of the reading, you know, she may morph into a younger version of herself, and spirits will do this to let you know that, hey, I'm no longer sick or old or infirm, and um, that that's also a means of, of them letting us know that they are pure energy and that energy never gets old and never gets sick and it never dies. Right. I'm going to turn the corner here just a little bit. What inspired you to write Evidence of Eternity? Well, Evidence of Eternity, um, that's my second book. Uh, I'm currently working on my third. But, but what happened is when I, when, I put it, when I wrote my first book, Never Letting Go, and uh, which has been very well received. In fact, um, we're in the process of um, releasing it as an audio book, um, and it's in several different languages. Both my books are in, and I think they're like in 10 different languages now and growing. But when I was on the Never Letting Go speaking tour, and the, the book Never Letting Go is a guide on the journey through grief. It helps people cope with the loss of a loved one. Um, it's been embraced and endorsed by hospices, grief counselors all over the world. And on the Never, Never Letting Go tour, people started asking me very poignant questions about suicide, what are the ramifications on the other side, um, you know, when someone takes their own life. Um, is there a hell? Is there a heaven? Does God exist? Do animals have souls? And and so I started compiling all these very, very deep questions, and I figured that that is what I should write about because that's what people wanted to know. And so then that led to Evidence of Eternity, which um, has really done done very, very well. Uh, it's Once again, it's in several languages. It's on audiobook. And Evidence of Eternity, I also wanted to bridge the gap between the spiritual and the scientific to explain how spirit communication in the afterlife is based on sound scientific principles, quantum physics, um, human physiology, and how that faith and science are not diametrically opposed. Uh, so so that was um, the, the uh, motivation, if you will, for me writing Evidence of Eternity. Hmm. Can you explain just a little bit for us um, spirit communication on the basis of science and physics and 
and our human thought process. Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Um, uh, so I go have into, a few days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or several lifetimes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that that's that's what I uh, go into very heavily in Evidence of Eternity. And mm-hmm. um, okay. in fact, well, I've been on the Evidence of Eternity tour. People want to know more about the science behind it. It comes down to this: what we do as psychics and mediums, it's not hocus pocus. And it was funny because uh, when I was getting ready for the show, um, you know, a day without being judged by a religious fanatic is like a day without sunshine. There's all these people that start slinging the Bible is against this. Well, you know what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they really need to practice the religion they profess to, to teach because part of being a Christian, okay, when you say Jesus is my Lord and Savior, that does not then give you a license to judge people condemn people, cast the first stone, be rude, be critical, be a bully, and act in the exact opposite manner of Jesus, okay? Jesus held the bar very, very high for us and said, be better than me, okay? So just because you say you're a Christian, that that no more makes you Christ-like than standing in a garage makes you a mechanic. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, people need to understand that the Bible is filled with psychics and mediums. Where we're treated as the good guys is when they call us prophets or prophetesses. Where they want to hate us is where they call us, you know, negative uh, things like mediums and witches Mm -hmm. and all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, the Bible is filled with people who are foretelling the future, who are communicating with spirits, and are engaging in mediumistic and spiritual activity. Um, And even though the Bible is loaded with inconsistencies, when you get to the more enlightened passages, um, I mean, first off, look at the Ten Commandments. Mediumship isn't even mentioned there, okay? (laughs) It's not not there at all, okay? But but cheating on your wife, okay, Uh, bearing false witness, lying, uh, there's all sorts of uh, killing. Those are all in the top ten. So so when, when you start looking at the Bible, and you start seeing how Jesus was talking about the the kingdom of God is within and the light is within, when you look at Moses encountering the burning bush, when you look at the Pentecost, where after Jesus ascended to heaven and tongues of fire appeared above uh, Mother Mary and the disciples, what we're seeing is how people in the Bronze Age, which is the Old Testament, and the Iron Age, which is the New Testament, were explaining coming into contact with highly concentrated forms of electromagnetic energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when God confronted Moses on Mount Sinai and he saw the bush that burned yet did not burn, how would somebody in the Bronze Age describe a highly concentrated form of energy? The most powerful energy or destructive or, or, or illuminating source that they would have known at the time would have been fire. Okay, so he's seeing this this massive light, this energy, and would describe it in the terminology of the day. Similarly, in the New Testament, which is in the Iron Age, um, tongues of fire appearing above people's heads. Well, when you start learning to see or, and recognize auras, you notice at the top of someone's head what's known as the crown chakra kind of flickers and moves around. Now, how would you describe that form of electromagnetic energy in the Iron Age? It looks like a tongue of fire. So now that we have, over the past century, 
we've had Einstein, Heisenberg, Feynman, uh, Louis de Broglie, um, Oppenheimer, Stephen Hawking, and uh, Max Tegmark, and you start looking at quantum physics, that everything on a subatomic level is electromagnetic energy. And so when people die, the energy field in their head, which is your soul, in the realm of psychology, it's called consciousness, um, doesn't disintegrate. And that's because of the laws of thermodynamics, which state energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. So when somebody dies, um, the energy that is their soul doesn't disintegrate or dissipate or go to Yahoo land. It turns into... Um, it, it, it doesn't turn in, it, it, it transfers to a higher frequency. And, and so the way I like to describe this is think of the world that we live in, which I term the material world as being AM radio. Think of the other side as FM radio. You have two dynamic energy-based systems based on frequency modulation and waves. And even though they're operating at different vibrations, the, vibrate, the frequency modulation of FM can be lowered, the frequency modulation of AM can be um, increased, and you get a frequency match, ergo contact between the two different systems, which would be spirit communication. So that, in a nutshell, is, is the basis for, for what I explain in my books about the nature of spirit communication. It has nothing to do with demons and curses. First off, hell and demons and all that nonsense does not exist. That's a bunch of paranoid nonsense created in the dark ages to frighten people into, into um, a particular form of behavior. This has exactly. to do... Yeah. I'm so tired of people. It's a demon impersonating. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, okay, so a demon's going to impersonate your grandmother to come through and tell you that she's in heaven, (laughs) she's in the light, she's happy, she's wonderful, and that life is eternal. Wow, that sounds real satanic to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Or working with angels, and they're all loving, guiding messages. Yeah, that sounds really like a demon, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, really. (laughs) They're impersonating demons. What that is. Exactly is people fear what they don't understand, and you have to look at the early origins of the church. Okay, Mm -hmm. when it was first something that Jesus and the apostles taught, it was very positive. Then by the 4th century A.D., it became the official religion of the Roman Empire. And now the emperor was God's representative on earth. That was the imperial decree. And if you violated the laws of the empire, which means disobeying the emperor, Mm-hmm. You were committing sins and would be cast into an eternal pit of hellfire and damnation. So what happened is the concept of hell began to be used to scare people to first adhere to the laws of the Roman Empire, and then when it collapsed to the laws of the Roman Catholic Church, or if you were in Eastern Europe and the Eastern Mediterranean, the Greek Orthodox Church, so they created a boogeyman to scare people into giving 10% of their income and you had to believe that there was one and only way to God, and that was through our clerics, our dogma, and you have to contribute money. And so this, and, and I don't mean to insult or offend anybody's religion, but you have to look at these fear-based, coercive religions, and then, then look at what the great teachers like Buddha, Krishna, and Jesus mm-hmm, said. Mm-hmm. They all said, fear not, God is love. Mm-hmm. 
you have your own direct connection with with God. Okay, you don't mm-hmm. need an organization and a group of people telling you you're an original sinner, you're bad, you're evil, you're horrible, and and that's exactly. where yeah, that's where all this goes wrong. And because mediums and psychics, we you know we're like, hey, you got to direct connect to God, and God's all around you, and and spirits are are guiding influences, and angels are mm-hmm. instruments of the will of God. Oh no no no, can't have that. So you people are evil too. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and that's why the mystics went underground for so many years. Well, because they didn't, they got burned at the stake. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, though, uh, on the flip side of the coin, you know, I was raised in the Catholic Church. I was going to be a Catholic priest. I've always been fascinated with with uh, spirituality and drawn to to learning about um, God. I've spent my life studying all of the great religions, uh, Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, Native Americanism, Taoism, Shintoism, all the isms, basically, that I could, <laughs> that I could, uh, t- could learn about. And when you strip away the cultural differences, it all comes down to peace, love, understanding, and that God is is a divine power that unites and creates everything. That God mm-hmm. is the source of all light, creativity, love, um, and 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 uh, power in the universe. And so, from that standpoint, religions are very beautiful things. Um, the problem is when extremists manipulate them for their own ego-driven agendas that ultimately involve power, money, and control. And that that's where things go wrong. So I have no problem with anyone being a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, a Hindu, a Buddhist, a, a shaman, a, whatever religion you follow, as long as you follow the dictates of the religion, which once again get to peace, love, and understanding. Right, right. And I find truth in all religions. There is some truth in every one of them. Well, it's just when they start com- competing against each other, and and as you said, the damnation that you're sitting there going, wait a minute, you know, that's honestly, Mark, that's why I left organized religion at 14, because I just could not buy into my God was was a damning God and going to throw me in a pit. Um, the God I knew was love. Well, I was giving a speech a couple months back, and uh, the crowd was primarily African American. And I said, we all know that God's an erotic, insecure white guy sitting on a throne with a scepter smiting people, right? I mean, they couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, if you look at early depictions of God and look at the early depictions of the Roman Emperor Constantine, the so-called first Christian emperor of Rome, it's like, wow, God looks a lot like Constantine. <laughs> um, and, and, and so, so but, but the thing is, uh, what religions do, which is actually a very beneficial thing, is they put a face upon God that humans can relate to. Christians can relate to Jesus more than they can um, an infinite energetic intelligence which flows through everything. That's kind of hard to wrap your head around. But when you have a personalized God in the form of Jesus or in the form of Vishnu or Shiva or Buddha or Great Spirit, then then God becomes relatable. And I'm not saying that God is not that that relatable. 
you know, because God is very, very relatable to all of us, um, and and the the light that is God flows through us, and that's what interconnects us. Um, the Hindus have a very fascinating belief that you need to be nice to everyone because God walks among us in human form all the time. Right. So you never know if that stranger that you snap at or judge or are rude to may actually be God in human form. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Uh, let's see. I think she she had a question for you. Did we lose her? Oh, okay. Hi, it's Shishi. Yes, I was wondering, you know, it's pretty clear if it's fear-based or love-based, you know, that's the difference. If it's, you know, when you're seeing um, spirits, do you feel ever fear or is it always love? Do you ever deal with spirits who are in a dark place or is it only spirits who have a higher... Yeah, I don't get the boogeyman. Um, I know that I've been on several paranormal investigations and there's two types, in, in my experience, two types of paranormal investigators. There's paranormal investigators, and then there's ghost hunters. Paranormal investigators are applying the scientific method. They're using the devices to, to record and observe the uh, electric voice phenomenon, orbs, and, and uh, anomalies in the electrical fields, uh, electromagnetic uh, fields, which which are essentially spirits. Ghost hunters are... Um, going in with a preconceived notion that there's demons, devils, boogeymen, evil spirits. Um, In over 15,000 readings that I have conducted, um, I've not not encountered a boogeyman, okay? Uh, That's why I don't believe in devils or demons. And I've done plenty of spirits. Um, I mean, readings were spirits who in this life had been brutal murderers have come through. And they're not evil. They're not Mm. evil uh, on the other side, but they do retain the memories and uh, personality traits of the person so that they can communicate. If you'll indulge me for a moment, uh, I want to tell a story. I was doing a reading for this woman, and her son had been brutally murdered. And um, one of the guys that that murdered him... um, He's he's in prison. This was a year ago. He was in prison, and he was actually awaiting a, a trial. Okay, so he was in jail awaiting trial. And so during during the reading, um, I said, "There's a, a woman coming through." I go, and I'm getting a name like Liz, Lizzie, Lizzie, and she's holding an axe. I go, "This is really weird." And the lady goes, well, actually, it isn't. I did a genealogy recently, and I found out that I'm a direct descendant of Lizzie Borden. And I'm like, Whoa. really? <laughs> okay, so now That's I'm like, crazy. and, I, and so, so then she, uh, the, the spirit's projecting to me a vision where she's walking up to a jack-o'-lantern and hacking it to bits, and she looked at me and said, justice will be done on this day. And and I and so I'm describing this to the client because I've done this long enough to know, like you know, as weird it is, you know, the weirder it is, the better. And the the lady mm-hmm. the client that I was doing the reading for, she goes, "That's really fascinating because my son, the the murder trial for my son starts on Halloween." Okay, so I got Lizzie Borden wow. chopping up chopping up this uh, jack o' lantern, saying justice will be done. 
So I waited. Um, so I made a note of all this, and then I waited about a month until Halloween had passed, and I called the, called the client, and I said, hey, I'm just checking in. She goes, well, yeah, the, the jury selection started on, on Halloween. The trial lasted about a week, and the guy was uh, convicted, and he's been sentenced to life in prison with no parole. And the interesting thing is Lizzie Borden said justice will be done. Basically what she was saying is not only would he be convicted, but he would never never make it out of prison alive and the funny thing is i've never had a homic the spirit of a homicidal maniac come through and bring uh resolution and healing <laughs> but but i guess there's a first time yeah. for everything you know but but That's the thing amazing. is yeah it was uh it was definitely something i i wasn't expecting do you ever when you're in starbucks you you know like the long island medium she randomly gets messages all the time walking through life do you ever have spirits tap you on the shoulder, like, tell this lady this or tell this person that? Or is it only coming through when you say you're ready to be an open channel? Well, I can do that, but what, doing something like that is unethical and unprofessional. And you also have to realize, and, and I have the utmost respect for uh, Teresa, um, it's, it's a TV show. And I've been on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. So you don't run into Starbucks and run up to someone and have eight different camera angles, close-ups, perfect makeup, perfect lighting, perfect so, sound. Okay. Okay. Um, and because you got to realize there's a whole camera crew with her <laughs> when she's doing right. it, and that everybody who's in the background, if you can see their face and it's not blurred out, they had to sign a release. So let's say you have half a dozen people or more on the camera crew. You've got the people being filmed. You've got all the different angles. That would take about four to five hours to film that 30 second. Hi, I'm a medium. Blah 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 blah. So wow, I never thought of so, that. That's so Yeah, true. well, it's when you're on TV and I don't mean it like when you're on TV, but I've been on TV enough. I I've been on TV shows, talk shows, I've been in movies and all this. Um filming something takes hours. So it is a scripted, yeah. it's not real, it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that maybe she did a reading on these people and then they went and scripted it and all that that it's not, you know, not based in reality, but that isn't real because to get that two-minute segment, it took four to six hours to film that. So so mm-hmm. that's why those shows where they run in and fling a reading at somewhere, or they drive around in a car and pick up people, and, gee, we're all the cameras <laughs> and all that. You know, and none, of, none of that is, is, is legitimate mediumship. Legitimate mediumship is when, like when Teresa sits down with people, like in her house or wherever, and they got the three-camera shoot. But you also have to remember, if that reading was an hour, they've edited it down to two minutes. And they get rid of all the, uh, the when the people are staring and go, I don't know, I don't remember, uh, that doesn't make sense. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so we have to take reality television is not reality. It is a form of entertainment. And it is extremely unethical if I was in a Starbucks to run up to someone and go, hey, your dead wife wants you to know this. Because maybe mm-hmm. that guy's just there to get a cup of coffee. Maybe he's not <laughs> yeah. there to deal with his grieving issues. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if somebody mm-hmm. asks for a reading, you know, that's a different, that's a completely different context. But but uh, everyone needs to understand that these TV shows are simply that. They're TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you for that. That's an incredible uh, answer. <laughs> 
So I think we are taking some calls for people um, who are wanting mini readings. Um, Claudia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm just going to announce about um, our upcoming shows for the week, and then we'll take your calls. Um, of course, Sunday, um, there's no show that day, but I have my next show is next Sunday on August 25th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. UK time, and it's New Earth Ascension Galactic Remembrance with Ashra Bennett, and um, plus your calls and meeting readings. And um, on Monday, of course, our show is on hiatus, which is Shishi O'Donnell's. And she'll be back on October 7th, and it's going to be open lines and topics, and she'll be doing many angel guidance readings for you. Then Tuesday, August 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is Soulmates and Palmistry. Uh, what a concept with uh, Myra Lou Goldham and the, and the Angel and Navigation Show with your host, Diane Morgan, plus your calls and palm mini readings. And... Um, so we already have our email pictures and list um, that was supposed to be sent to Diane, which we already have the cutoff date. So we um, we have that already. So uh, Wednesday, August 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. UK time is Touched by a Horse with Andrea Hall, the Withers Whisper, on the Angelic Light Show with host Susie Parrott all the way from London, um, plus your calls and mini readings. Then on Thursday, August 22nd, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, um, uh, co-creation, leaving the old relationship paradigm on the co-creation, creating love with um, host Andre Bello, plus a guided meditation, your calls, and free uh, angel readings and fairy readings. And that's that. So um, we are going to bring in our first caller that was waiting the longest and we have Susan from all the way from Connecticut. You're live on air. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi everyone. Hello. How can we help you today? Oh, this is so cool. I got all of you on the line. Um my question is around my job and it's uh legal has been brought into it. So um I just wanted to know whether I'd be going back to my job. Is that directed towards anyone in particular? Um, question. Gee, whoever, um, whoever wants to answer it. Whoever. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, getting a lot of feedback oh, and distortion. Uh, so somebody's doing something with a microphone or something, and it's it's giving me this real screechy sound. So if you could all check that. Um, and um, if somebody else, because I don't do the necessarily the uh, love life and career type of, of of readings, if I get something, I'll jump in. But I'll, I'll turn it over to the ladies first. Getting um, that that the highest version of your life path is not to go back to work, which is why that's happening. Although, if you absolutely want to, that is a possibility. But I got have faith. Your prayers are manifesting. Remain positive and follow your guidance. And accept heaven's help is another card that you've prayed for help, so get out of the way and let heaven help you. So I feel through a series of synchronicities, if you're in a high vibration of not fear, but open to how can you, how good are you willing to have it? How open are you to synchronicities guiding you to a new, new job? 
then those doors will open and um, you'll be guided to a new and better job. That's what I feel. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, immediately I heard Archangel Michael said, let it go. That it's time just to mm-hmm. let it, let go of this situation, that you're focusing on it so hard, wondering when it will be solved and even why it occurred. And you know, when you're holding on to that, you can't move forward. Mm-hmm. And so there's true. something very, un, very, very unhealthy about the situation is what I'm feeling. So Absolutely. the angels are saying, don't worry about it. Let it go. You know, ask for what you want. I'm also hearing that you haven't asked for exactly what it is that you want. So to manifest that, you know, people <laughs> understand that when you ask for what you want, you are creating positive energy to create what you want. There's a positive energy flow there. So as far as if you're going back to that job, um, you know, ultimately it's your free will. But the guidance that I'm hearing for you is it would not be for your highest good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, it's interesting. Um, when I was I was kind of ruminating upon this, and what I'm getting is I don't know if you have a background in communications or telecommunications, um, but what I'm seeing is that you that's where you need to be. And and I'm not sure if that means like working in like in a TV studio or in a phone company or something with cellular or computer communication. But there's something that you need to be doing in telecommunications, and it's kind of like you got to leapfrog over um, the job that you've left uh, to get mm-hmm. to this new place. In other words, um, and I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with my my colleagues uh, that. That door really needs to be closed for a reason, and you going into it is just going to suck you back into um, like a really bad, bad work environment. A lot of negativity in your life there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for your call, Susan. And I hope this helps you. And give us a call back and let us know what your feedback is. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. All right, so we have our next caller is Michelle from Wisconsin. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. We're live on air. Hi. How can we Hi. help you today? Um, I was wondering if you see anything with my love life. And uh, who who you're asking the question to? Diane, Shishi, myself, Any- Claudia? Anybody. <laughs> Whoever sees anybody. anybody. Well, hold on. Before okay. we get into that, before we get into All that, right. what are you what are you doing to improve your love life? Um, I just joined Match. dot com and right. <laughs> yeah, but but what are you doing other than doing you know relying on a uh, on a bunch of algorithms? What are you doing for yourself, for your community network, for putting yourself in the position. See, because, you know, meeting somebody online, and I realize that that's a very 21st century thing, but, um, you know, people online aren't always telling the truth about themselves. And it's always yeah. best. you got to get I yourself know. in the best physical, <laughs> mental, emotional, and spiritual shape. Um, you can't just um, put that over to, to a, a computer. You've got to join community organizations, uh, whether it's a faith community or something that you're interested in. So then what happens is your concentric circles start 
uh, meeting the concentric circles of other people that you have something uh, in, you know, in common with. And that's when you're going to find somebody. So what I'm seeing at this point, not a zero, nothing, because you're not, and, and you know, this is what I'm getting, you're not putting forth the effort. In other words, God helps those who help themselves. You've got to get yourself in the right physical, mental, emotional, spiritual framework, and then, and then um, instead of looking for it, because speaking for, as a guy, we pick up on when women are like, I want a relationship. All right, we interpret that as the desperation vibe, and we're going to turn into Peter Pan and fly away really quick. What you've got to do is, I am totally, I have it together, and I am the type of person that I would like to be involved with, and that's when you're going to start attracting the right people. So that is what I'm getting. Yeah, I 100% agree with Mark. This is Shishi. And um, the other thing I got for you that is um, maybe you're not aware how connected this is, but this is um, creative expression. You, you need to find your internal fire, your passion. The sacral chakra is uh, connected to creativity and sexuality. So you're not in touch with your own passion and your own sense of self that's very strong. Uh, which is what will attract a guy um, ultimately when that time is right. But you're you're not good at receiving. They're saying, and you also you need more like self love time, fluffing and puffing. I got re- tranquility, and it shows a mermaid in a bathtub. Make time to relax, be still, enjoy your solitude, indulging in much needed self care. Allow yourself to receive. Allow others to give you. Um, so you have a block against receiving, and when and that also is hard to receive love. So you got to practice what does it feel like to be adored by adoring yourself, high self-love, gentleness. And then what are your, what is your soul wanting to express? What creative gifts do you want to share? And if you don't know what they are, it's time to excavate that part of you so that you can get a clear sense of you, share it, and then do what Mark said, go out and be available. But it's not going to just be delivered on your front door in a, like a baby stork. <laughs> in between there. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, yeah, I say the same thing. If you're you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for romance. You know, if you're not putting yourself out there and sending out the the energy vibe and communicating clearly with who you are and feeling 100% confident in who you are, you know, I had a friend that she would tell me all the time, you know, I'm looking for a relationship, and I said, well, do you really actually think they're going to knock on your door and say, hey? Here I am. I've been looking for you. So you've got to put yourself out there. And I have to agree with Mark and Shisha, you know, what do you want? Do you have a clear picture of what you want? And are you – I'm hearing to tell you not to settle. So perhaps in the past you've settled for those that weren't your match and yeah. put some time in put some time into yourself is what I'm hearing. And if you, you know, I'm a big one on hiring angel teams. You can, you know, talk to the romance angels, communicate clearly with them. And, you know, I tell people all the time that guidance, you know, that gut feeling, if you think you're not connected or communicate with spirit, that's also spirit speaking to you. Right. Okay. Claudia, did you have anything? Well, um, what I had was two of them was visualization because, you know, you are a great manifester and they're saying that your clairvoyance mm-hmm. in your dreams and the pictures in your mind's yeah. eye are becoming more clear and powerful. 
So they're saying that you need to mm-hmm. trust to develop your visual skills and to use them in conscious manifestation. Um, so they want to let you know to know the power um, visualization as a tool of manifestation. Um, and you are, you know, you are guided to sit quietly on a daily basis to visualize yourself living a healthy, happy, abundant, and meaningful life. Because once you're happy and you feel the love of yourself, that's when you start radiating and vibrating, then you'll start vibrating the relationship that you want and you'll attract the man that you want um, in your life, the man or woman, depends on what your preference is. So that's, you know, when you're vibrating at a higher level and you vibrate yourself and you work on yourself on self-love because there's, I'm hearing also let go of ego and, um, you know, sometimes you hear that little naggy whisper on your voice, you know, that sometimes you might feel or you've been having that you're not good enough. You don't feel like you're that worth, like self-worth. So that's what that's what I'm getting the most on for you. So they're saying that um, your affirmation is it, it is safe for me to see and I am very I'm a very visual person. So visualize that, but also visualize yourself loving yourself as well and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. Sometimes it's a little silly, but once you start doing that, you'll see how much your body will start vibrating and how you'll you be feeling. It's silly at first, but it, it really does work. You start shifting in that. Right. All right. A lot of so I hope is, this reading um, was... Oh, Sorry. I was just going to say my mom recently passed away, so I think that's why um, some of that that you're picking up on. Okay, yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss, and I know I I lost an aunt um, a couple of weeks ago, too. Very suddenly she had an aneurysm, and so I I really feel your pain, and um, I'm really sorry. But I, I, I... let you know that your mom is always with you, and if you ever need her, she will always be there with you by your side, and that you're never mm-hmm. alone. You're never, ever alone, okay, honey? So I hope yeah, this helps I you. Give, give us a call. Give us a call back and let us know how everything's going. We would love to Thank have you your call so back. Much. Okay? Take Thank care, honey. Thank you so much, everybody. You Angel too. Blessings. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks. Awesome. Oh, you know, it's really hard when, when our loved ones do pass, but we got to remember that they're always there, right, Mark? They're always there oh, with us. And, um, yes, they are. Dealing and, with grief. And, and what people have to understand is, yes, they're always there, but they're not always there. And let me explain what I mean by that. Spirits are not invisible humans that move at our speed. They're pure energy, pure consciousness, and they move at the speed of light. So they can be with us in an instant. And as I explain in both my books, particularly in Evidence of Eternity, I talk about frequency beacons. In other words, if you're grieving a loved one very heavily, you're emitting a vibration, a wave of frequency. They pick up on that and they come right to you. Okay. Similarly, they can send you a frequency beacon where, let's say all of a sudden, um, you start smelling a familiar perfume that belonged to your mother, and there's no, no perfume bottle anywhere near you or in the room because 
what they're doing is they're evoking that that sense. Or if you turn on the radio and there's that song that makes you think of your loved one, or if you catch a glimpse out of them in your peripheral vision, these are all ways that they're letting you know that they're around. Aside from the fact too that they can come and and communicate with you in dreams. So spirits have the capacity to be with you whenever they want, and you never lose a loved one. What happens is they've simply transferred to a different different dimension, different frequency, but they're able to transcend that frequency at, in the blink of an eye. Thank you so much, Mark. And, you know, you're really right that, that you know, spirit is all energy form. And, you know, they, it's a blink of an eye. You know, it's even faster than light that they're there. And um, awesome. Um, is there any way that you could stay um, a little bit extra so we can get a couple of more callers? Sure. Okay? I, 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 Ten minutes. Yeah, we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> Great, great. Because I know we have tons of callers, and the, and sure, I would like I mean, to, the, you know, caught off the that, show that, if it's maybe like ten, well, that, fifteen minutes, a little over. If that's okay that, that's with fine. you. Yeah, that's what we're here awesome. for is to help people. So let's do it. Awesome, awesome. So our next caller, we have Kimberly, all the way from Georgia. Hi, Kimberly. You're live on air. Hi. How are you? Great. How can we help you today? Well, um. My question is is really about career. I um, have been teaching for a while, but that was never really my my passion. I'm just kind of in it, and I understand that I'm here to help children. But where I am right now, I am uh, disappointed. But I'm, my heart is still in it for the children, and I'm just wondering what the, where is this path going to take me. I I just don't foresee me teaching, to you know, because it's been 15 years. So I'm just wondering, is this, is this going to catapult me somewhere? Uh, Kimberly, if I if I can jump in, um, you know, sure. when you were were speaking, um, before you even said that you were teaching children, I kept getting counseling, 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 okay. and I don't know if you have any background or training in counseling. But what I see you is instead of teaching in, in an instructional form in a classroom is – I'm sorry, I'm getting that feedback um, issue again with, with somebody's microphone. So if you could please be careful with that. Okay, so Kimberly, what I'm getting is that um, I see you in the role of a counselor. Now, I don't know if that means a school counselor or somebody that's working with children maybe that have been traumatized because what's happened is all this time that you've been – working as a teacher has given you a tremendous skill set and and wisdom that will enable you to help these kids that are mm-hmm. suffering from all types of trauma whether yes. it's they have you know alcoholic parents or maybe um somebody in the family has died or maybe the child has a learning disability or or whatever mm-hmm. it is that's where i'm seeing you is is the the teaching position was the stepping stone to this more elevated means of helping people. And what I'm getting is, is your is your dad on the other side? No, he's here. Okay, because somebody's talking about your dad, okay? Um, it could be talk- my grandfather. He's on the other side. Okay, was he like a father figure to you? Um, 
Yes. Okay, because there's a, a gentleman coming through. Was he a heavy smoker? Because I'm getting a lot of smoke. That's my mother's father. That was okay. All right, so we got we got yeah. the the chain smoking grandfather coming through. All right. Yeah. And what he's telling me is that even as a young girl, you were the one that people came to with their disputes and their problems, and you mm-hmm. listened. It's almost like you were sort of a judge, and I don't mean judgmental. It's like when people go like the people's court, you're the judge, okay? And you would listen to everything and say, well, I think it ought to be like this, and people naturally defer to your to your wisdom. He's also telling me that you need to be very cognizant of what's going on with your thyroid. Have you had your thyroid gland checked? No, I haven't, but I take iodine. So no, Aha. I take, yeah, I take iodine. And iodine is to control thyroid issues, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so you've been dealing with that on your own, but you need to go to a doctor just to make sure that perhaps you're doing the right dosages of iodine or perhaps that there's something else. What's with you in the month of June? Births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected you or someone close to you in the month of June, and here's yeah, why. I, I, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's my favorite cousin's birthday, but go ahead. Okay, because there's a woman on the other side coming through, and she's holding up a string of pearls. Pearls are the birthstone for the month of June. And most ladies mm-hmm. I know have something with pearls in it, but she's holding that up. That can also be a female name that starts with J, like a June, Jean, Jane, Jody, Judy, something like that. And what okay. I'm getting about her is she feels like she is connected to you through the maternal side of your family. So this could be a mom or a grandmother. Um, And what I get with her is a a buildup of fluid around the heart, which would indicate um, she could have had pneumonia or congestive heart failure. But I'm definitely feeling like um, clogging and fluid almost uh, choking her heart. Does that make any sense? Oh, that's my mother. That's how she died. Okay, so we got your mom here. Let's see what she's got to say about this situation with you. Okay, yeah, she said you got enough fuel in your jet engine to make this happen. That's an interesting way of putting it. So I don't know. If she, she, so whatever's going on, you got plenty of time, you got plenty of energy, and she wants you to take this leap to getting into a more structured form of helping people. Structured in that yes. more of you on a one-on-one with somebody. Yes. Yes. That's what I've been designed to do. I, I really have to go into um, psychology to become a therapist. Well, there but, you go. There, yeah. there you go. Yeah, because the thing is, you've you've got <clears throat> you've got all these years of experience working with the kids, and now you can take that experience, build on it, get the psychology degree, and then that's going to give you the satisfaction. Because what's going on with you right now? This is what your mom's telling me: is you're spinning your wheels. It's like you're yes. just going through the motions, like, okay, it's September coming up. we got to do this. It's October. And it's not that you're doing yes. anything wrong. It's that you have gotten out of teaching everything you're going to get out of it. Now you need yes. to take what you got from it to apply it to this new career. And that's yes. what your mom's spirit wants you to know. Oh, my God. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, Kimberly, and thank, thank you for, for being a teacher. That is one of the most difficult jobs oh, yeah. in the world. It is. It is. Thank you, Kimberly, for your for your thank call. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for for that reading. That was wonderful. 
Thank you so much. Um, my pleasure. Health. We have um, caller Carolyn from California. You're live on air. How can we help you today? Mark, I give you full permission to tune on me, tune in on me utterly and completely. And if you do, you will know. It sounds that I that everything. Right, Carolyn, you said Carolyn, first off. First off, relax, okay? I don't sit on a throne or a pedestal, and I appreciate your faith, okay? No, no, but, no, 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 no. Just listen to me for a minute. Just stop. Because the thing is, I'm just a conduit for the information, so let me open up and see what spirits want to communicate with you. Immediately, I'm getting a female energy coming through very closely associated with you. could also be somebody on the parent-aunt-uncle level. And what I'm getting with her is prior to passing, I'm feeling an obstruction in my throat. Now, what this indicates to me is that she was having difficulty breathing and or eating. So this could have been a feeding tube or this could have been some type of ventilator. And I'm kind of leaning more towards the ventilator because I'm getting a dysfunction with the lungs. Very different from the last caller. No fluid buildup. It's just like I'm getting like lungs collapsing and the capillaries in the lungs were breaking down so she wasn't able to um, breathe and metabolize and process the oxygen as much. Does any of this make sense to you? <laughs> in a few simple words. Mother and grandmother both had tuberculosis. I'm 75. You're not supposed to. But at any rate, no, the throat constriction, it's a fault. It's kind of a red herring for you. That's that's me. Let's just say muffled, constricted. But they All both right. live. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. They both hold live on. to be 90-something. Okay, over. All right, hold on. So what have we got? I believe that we got your mother here. And this is, normally when I do a reading, I spend about 15 minutes at, be, before it starts explaining how I perceive information. So we've got um, your mother here, and then she's explaining about her tuberculosis issues. Now she's also overlapping that onto what's going on with you, okay? And what she's telling me is, this is interesting, um, she shows you doing, uh, or I don't know if you do this, but maybe you should, but I feel like I'm, I'm breathing in like, um, uh, what do they call a thing, uh, a humidifier, okay, or a vaporizer, because I'm smelling eucalyptus and menthol, which will relax and dilate uh, your bronchial tubes and passages. She's also explaining that lavender, the scent lavender, or possibly even the color lavender appears to be extremely important to you does this make any sense i don't know how to answer you because i i don't mean to sound arrogant but i'm way beyond that let's just say i'm a healer healer myself and uh so that's that would be beneficial to anybody but let's just say i'm way way beyond that okay i'll leave that with you anybody else Mark, I I don't do what your wonderful crew there today do professionally. But the reason I said tune in to me because then you'll have a sense. I don't I don't put you on a pedestal. I just resonate. Let's just say I'm somewhat on equal footing. That everything you said, I've had a knowing since I everything about quantum, about I took physics with Edward, all of that. You're right on. But as you were speaking, I felt compelled. You know, we have sometimes no control over what comes in. When you were talking about one of your trials, when one of the hosts, this 
post asked you about did you help people in the trial? And then you were talking about one uh, a situation. Right, right. Hold on, oh. hold on, hold on. Carolyn, we're not here to do readings on me, so thank you. No, 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 I, no, I no, 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 no. I just wanted to um, say, no, 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 that please, would be I, Thank you very much. All right, can we move on, please? Yes, yes. All right, we have uh, we have Ellen all the way from New York. Hi, Ellen. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, hello, Mark. Um, I would love a mediumship reading. Uh, my mother passed when I was a child, and well, it would be nice to, to be able to connect with her and get some advice from her. Now okay. that I'm an adult. Hold on, hold on. All right, got a um, a spirit coming through that does have the the mom vibe. But before we jump to the conclusion that this is your mom, she is presenting me with a box of all things of Russell Stover chocolates, okay, which is a very specific thing, and she's also zeroing in on the month of February. Now, what this could indicate is significant births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected to her or you or someone close to you within the month of February. Her birthday was in February, and I guess... Those chocolates, well, chocolates are always good, aren't they? Okay, let's go with her birthday was in February. Now, with yes. Russell and Stover, there could be like an R name or an S name or like a name like Russell or Russ. Our last name started with an R. Okay, so we're kind of in the neighborhood there. Let me keep working with her. And what I get with her passing, I feel this impact sensation to my head and like a shock going through my body. So this would indicate that this could have been a very abrupt or unexpected passing. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, no, she was. Um, she died of cancer, and it was a long time coming. It was a slow, painful death. But I imagine the actual moment of death that probably came. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't. I don't mean to contradict you, but I'm getting like an electrical shock going through my body. And normally, when I get that. That would indicate um, indicate an abrupt passing. However, the impact to my head, um, I'm, I just because when I get in, in um, situations going on inside of the skull, this could have been either brain tumors or a met, oh. uh, metastasizing within her head because different causes of death may have a similar sensation. So I'm not sure if that was the case, um, but that's what I'm getting. I think she had a brain hemorrhage, but that wasn't. Um, but that's long in a long series of things that went wrong. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's see what she wants you to know. Hold on. Okay. Interesting. Whenever I see a compass and it hits due north, I love that. What she's telling me is that she's very happy with what's going on with you and in your life. In other words, if the compass hits due north, that means you're on the right path. If it would hit due south, it'd be like, okay, we're like, you know, 180 degrees uh, going in the opposite direction. But so she's letting me know uh, to convey to you that she's very, very pleased with what what uh, path you've taken in life. And she also, are you real fitness oriented? Because she keeps showing like running and exercising and all this cardio stuff. Uh, I have been a active throughout my life, yes. Okay. So she's happy about that, and also, let me see where else she's going here. Three, oh, three gems. One is turquoise, one is ruby, and one is emerald. Turquoise is December, ruby is July, and emerald is May. 
interesting. So there must be significance either to those three pieces of uh, th three gems or to those three months. So we've got May, July, and December. And these three gems, because um, those are the birthstones for those months, is there anything there that would make sense to you? My mother had three children. I was born in May, and my brothers were born in August and November. So close, but actually close. So what you said was very close. Yeah, but I don't want to do close, okay? Um, so we got the May as you, but there could be a birth, death, anniversary, or event connected to you or your brothers, your mom, within the month of July, and the same thing, birth, death, anniversary, or event within the month of December. Not that I can think of. I want you to make a note of that because after the reading, that may make sense. And interesting, keep seeing a boomerang, boomerang, boomerang. Any connection, visits, anything with Australia? Um, not my mother, but my father has a brother who, who moved there. Bingo. Okay. So um, let's see. And these are all things that your mom's letting us know, that she's around you and aware of what's happening. Is there a Cindy or a Cynthia connected to you in any way? Because I keep seeing like, it's like Cynthia. I had a cat named Cindy. Woohoo! So guess who's over there with mom? Oh, Cindy's there. She's there with her of course. Cindy. Yeah. Oh, because um, yeah. For the benefit of the, uh, and I, I know the hosts know this, but animals, any being capable of the emotion of love, is capable of spirit communication. Now we're back to the month of December, and your mom is showing putting the star on the top of the tree. Now, you know, pretty much everyone that has a Christmas tree has something that they put on the top of it that looks like a star. What this is indicating to me, there's got to be something within the month of December that we might be missing. And it may have nothing to do with your mom. It could be with somebody else, birth, death, anniversary, or event. And most people like Christmas that, you know, practice, you know yeah. that, that observe it. And, but this is more than ho, 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 we like Christmas. This could be a particular Christmas or something about what you may do that's very unique at a Christmas celebration? Um, I'll have to think about it because nothing is coming to my mind right now. Oh, you really need to think about this because the star keeps glowing, 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 glowing. Okay, my angel practitioners, what's going on with her and the angelic connection? Because this is what this is melding into now. Come on, Shishi, Diane, and Claudia, you're the angel people. I need you to chime in in here. I'm hearing that December is a Christmas song that sh that Ellen sings all the time, that her mother taught her. Oh. She may not even realize that. I'll have to give that one some thought, but that's very possible. We used to do Christmas carols. We were right mm -hmm. um, we were a Catholic family. I'm getting a, we used to do I'm getting a, I'm getting a song. This is Claudia. I'm getting a song. Oh, Christmas. Exactly. And a partridge in a pear tree. Hmm, that would be a Christmas tree, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's something. It's funny how how spirit how spirit um, gives like signs and that type of thing. It's really funny. <laughs> they have a sense of humor. Yes. 
All right. So I hope this helps, Ellen. I hope this it helps did. you. And um, thank you so much for your call. Thank you, ladies, and thank you, Mark. You're most welcome. God bless. Bye-bye. So we have Dion on the line. Dion, are you there? Dion from Chicago. Hi, Dion. How can we help you today? Thanks for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. My question is for Mark (laughs) uh, because he's a lawyer, and I had a – I had a will contest that I lost. It was due to the lawyer doing like fraudulent paperwork. And so I lost my inheritance. And my question is, is do you see the lawyer who did this to me um, karmically ever going to get caught or what his payback is going to be for what he did? Yeah, I don't do readings like that. I'm sorry. I'm going to take a pass. Okay. I've got something for you, Dion. Okay. So, um, that lawyer played his part absolutely perfectly and you're, you know, demonizing him and feeling like the victim and you lost your inheritance. And I'm telling you that this happened for a reason and it is for your good. Everything happens for growth and evolution. So the angels want you to stop feeling limited and cheated and feeling wronged because like Mark was saying, like these spirits from the other side, you get to the other side, they play their roles. So he, you know, it's not about that. There's not going to be justice served in that way. But you are meant to be catapulted to your next level of empowerment from building yourself up. <laughs> Basically, um, stop living in the past and create something new for yourself from the future. You could be a self-made millionaire. That's what they're saying. All the energy, if you used all the energy you used toward this kind of injustice, toward creating your future, you would be a millionaire by now. So they want you to know there is angelic help for you. They want you to look at who are you, what is your life purpose, what are you here to do, um, and get more um, more concerned with that and, and having a vision greater than you guiding you forward to make a difference in the world. Anyone else? Now, I think that ends our show. I'm let it go and, um, you know, Stop creating bad karma for yourself by wanting this other person to receive justice. I think we don't realize that we create bad karma for ourselves when we do that. Uh, We're not here to get even. We're here to spread love. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Mark, so much. You did a fabulous job. And thank you so much for being on our network, and we appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey, are we still on?